Every life has a story, and every story is worth sharing. Your story, my story, and our story speak of victory and defeat, joy and sorrow, resilience and vulnerability. They are not just our story. They are Christ's story in us. They are Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Welcome to Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Nathaniel here with a good friend of mine who has brought to us one of the most inspiring stories because he brought to Australia something really, really beautiful. Uh, we're talking about refresh water. Refresh water is a water that you find in the offices in, uh, in many, many places in Australia. And we are familiar with this brand, but most people don't know who sits behind this brand and what the story is behind the brand and what the story is behind the man behind the brand. And tonight we're privileged at Kingdom Stories from the Ananda to have Henry Hank. Henry, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nathaniel. Now, refresh water, we will talk about that a bit later on, but yeah. obviously that's, that's what people, a lot of people in Perth know you as a businessman by. But those people who are friends with you, they also know you from many, many other uh, situations and many other circles. Full uh, uh, gospel breakfast and full gospel yeah. businessman. Yes. Uh, Grace City Church. Yes. Edith County University. Yeah. And of course, Family First, where you also yes. ran as a candidate for a while. Yes. Wow, a lot, a lot of things. Yeah. How do you juggle everything? Well, I've always been active since I was young and uh, came to the Lord and uh, got invited to leadership uh, when I was young. So I sat on the first church committee at 17 and uh, I have always been active. You pretty much sat, you didn't say anything. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You knew how not to say anything, I suppose. So you grew up in Singapore? I grew up in Singapore was born there to uh, my parents migrated from China actually so uh, they, themselves yes they, they migrated from China met in Singapore and, uh, and that was common a lot of Chinese were migrating into Malaysia and Singapore yes this was in the 40s in the 50s yeah in the 40s uh, just before the war the second yeah, world war yeah. okay mm. was it difficult for them to come to Singapore I'm not too sure. They they went on the boat. <laughs> no, yeah. Not much of a uh, chance to fly at that time. Yes. Yeah, they both came separately on the boat and were introduced by uh, mutual friends. Yeah. So they married in Singapore? Yes. And they had nine children? Yes, nine children. Very big family. <laughs> well, I guess during those times there wasn't such thing as family planning. So no. you don't have much of a choice. <laughs> but they also wanted, I assume, to have... Mm. The children. Yeah. Mm. And where do you where are you in the nine pack? I'm in the middle. Okay. Uh, the, uh, four sorry, five uh, older than me and uh, three younger than me. And what was your dad doing as a businessman or as a employee? He was a businessman, uh, doing a lot of import and export. Um, from China? Uh, from China, from uh, Thailand. And, uh, yeah, so he traveled. What was he family. importing? Yeah, uh, he has done uh, different things, vegetable. Yeah, at one time, Singapore actually have vegetable imported from even uh, Taiwan. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And you grew up in a house or in an apartment? Uh, in an apartment. In an apartment. In, 
And um, I understand that you never actually had your own bed until you got married. Yes, uh, my wife is very proud of that. So because of her, I got my bed. <laughs> well, we have coming from such a big family, living in only a government flat with a government apartment with uh, two bedrooms. Yes. So, yeah, so uh, I roll up a mattress at night, uh, sleep yeah. on the uh, living room. And yeah. then when I wake up, I just roll it up and uh, put it away. And how many of you were in the living room? can't remember now, but <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, the youngest ones who have to sleep outside. <laughs> and uh, how would you study? How would you write your homework? And it... um, Well, I, I guess uh, you just got to make do and uh, uh, nowadays people are spoiled. Uh, yeah, study room, yeah, bedroom, study living room, room activity room, yeah. games room. Yeah. <laughs> But now we just have to cram where you can and uh, yeah. you know, find find whatever space you can to do your homework. Did you love being at home with the kids, with the family? Uh we are, we are close. Uh, the family is close, so we grow up together. And uh, yeah, uh, I goes back to Singapore at least once a year until COVID hit, and uh, yeah. sometimes as many as three or four times because of business trips as well. Uh, we still catch up with my siblings. and Are yeah. they all in Singapore or some of them in Australia? Uh, three of them has passed on, but uh, one is in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So the rest are still in Singapore. Nobody it's always nice there. to go back, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Never bored. No. You can never stay in a hotel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thankfully, one of my sister always has a guest room for us. So yeah, normally when I'm in Singapore... Stay with my sister. Uh, well, actually, a lot of them has guest room for us, but uh, yeah, I, I tend to stay with one sister more than the others. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Yeah, and uh, your parents were they Buddhists or were they not even practicing anything? Uh, they they uh uh, but, well, my uh, they are more Taoists than Buddhists in the sense that they don't actually practice the Buddhist faith, but they yeah. do pray to. Uh, uh, some idols as well as uh, ancestral and all those things and uh, more my mom in the early days uh, and then my dad because of business started going to China uh, yeah. at one stage and he said that China is communist there's no more religion <laughs> why are we uh, uh, migrants still practicing the religion my dad was one of the first to actually uh, not observe any religion yeah. became a free thinker but thank God my mom came to the Lord and uh, yeah never really know whether my dad uh, accepted the Lord but he allowed us to go to church when we were young you know? yeah. wow that's beautiful yeah, yeah. so how were you introduced to Christianity? Uh, actually three of my siblings were already attending a church walking distance to my house and then uh, one of my classmates invited me uh, yes. to the same church and I said why not go and take a look you see? Yeah. And I uh, came for the first service. Uh, uh, it was more like a Sunday school. And uh, after that, uh, somebody uh, spoke to me after the service, and then I just gave my heart to the Lord. That after early? the first service, yes. And you must have been, what, eight or nine? Oh, no, that was when I was 15. Oh, 15. 15. So it was yeah. a teenage, yes, let's teenage. say. Yeah. And then you carried on? Yes, I was in year nine, equivalent at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've been going to church now for 50 years, so that's how old I am. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. won't give that away. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And where did you meet Kara? In church, actually. In the uh, same church? Yes, in the same church. She was actually uh, president of our student club. 
Yeah, I was the advisor. <laughs> and uh, after uh, committee meetings, we just adjourned for a drink and uh, some f- went yeah. on the food. And uh, yeah, so we actually have been together, or rather, we got to know each other uh, for a long, long time. And uh, you studied in uh, Singapore? Yes. Both of you? Uh, yes. She did law? Oh, um, no, psychology. Uh, Kara actually uh, did uh, Bachelor of Arts. She was oh. a school teacher in Singapore. Okay. Uh, so uh, we actually migrated here on a teaching qualification. Yeah. And what did you study? Uh, I did banking. Okay. Banking and finance. Okay. So uh, at that time when we migrated, I was a stockbroker. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got married in Singapore? Got married in Singapore. How did you get the courage to ask her to marry? <laughs> I guess it's a natural progression because we started rather young. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, it was a natural progression. Do you remember how you asked her? I think it was <laughs> more of a assumed sort of a thing. I don't remember going down on my knee to propose. No. <laughs> yeah. And where did you get married? We got married at Grace Assembly Singapore, which is a church founded by missionaries. Yes. Uh, the church is now, uh, I think about 70 years old, thereabouts. Yeah. Uh, Cantonese-speaking missionaries from China. American missionaries, sorry, uh, who spoke Cantonese. They were missionaries to China. Yes. So when China closed the door to Christianity, when communism took over, they actually came to Singapore and started the church. And we are beneficiary of these American missionaries. Beautiful. Yeah. Today is one of the big medium churches in Singapore. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So um, you came to Australia. The you you had a massive uh, uh, the downturn of the stock market in ninety four has affected you. Yes. Uh, quite badly. Yes. You lost a lot of money. Yep. And then you made it up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a uh, uh, really a journey of faith. Uh, what. In, I was going through that. I have to say that uh, it was uh, very challenging times. Uh, it yes. was very stressful uh, because the market crashed, and uh, I was a self-employed stockbroker. Yes, uh, which in one sense uh, income was good. They call it a remisier. The income is good. Yes, but uh, we guarantee the debts of our clients. Oh. So uh, when uh, downturn came. Uh, and my clients defaulted, uh, I've actually signed a guarantee to pay those debts. So yeah, but uh, uh, thank God, during those times where there's no internet trading, uh, stockbrokers do make a fair bit of money. Yeah. So uh, coupled with a property uh, price boom in Singapore, you managed to pay off the debt. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. And then you decided to move to Australia. Yeah, so after a while, we sat down and said that, uh, what is life after all? We have two growing girls and uh, uh, Kara was teaching and yeah. uh, I was working which is a typical Singapore uh, family and uh, we have a Filipina who stay with us to take care of the girls, yes. uh, living housekeeper. So that is quite typical of Singapore families because it's hard to live on one income in Singapore. Yeah. So uh, after going through uh, uh, traumatic experience we reevaluate our life and yeah. uh, uh, I make Kara the offer to come to Australia she can raise the girls herself <laughs> she said why not you know and she sees on the opportunity 
so we actually uh, migrated here. Did you have connections here or you just started from scratch? No, we do have friends uh, here, but no relatives at all. Uh, so uh, we picked Perth because uh, way back in 1986, we actually came here for a holiday. Yeah. At that time, my daughter is only one and a half years old. We came yeah. here for a holiday. And uh, subsequently, we have been to uh, Sydney, Brisbane, Gold Coast. And uh, we picked Perth one reason is because uh, at that time there is no such thing as budget airline yeah. if we fly Singapore airline anywhere in the world the stopover to Singapore is free <laughs> that, that was one of yes. the consideration so yeah so we pick Perth uh, yeah. also it is uh, Singapore is a very hectic uh, uh, place so we didn't want to go Sydney or Melbourne yeah. you know? uh, we wanted somewhere uh, where we can live life uh, quieter and uh the church I'm worshipping in now, Grace City Church, was actually uh, uh, financed by Grace Assembly Singapore in okay. the early days. The day they are independent, yes, yeah, during the starting days. And uh, so when we wanted to migrate, we said, why not pick somewhere where there's a church we know we can fit in? Yes. Yeah, that was the main consideration. Yeah. And uh, obviously, it was Stuart Tan then? Yes, yeah, Stuart Tan was really the oh, beautiful. Pastor. What a wonderful yes. man. I know him very yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> Journey with him. Great yeah. uh, Beautiful church, and then you were actually part of the uh, eldership there. Yes, because we were. Uh, yes, I was church secretary for nine year, consecutive years, and uh, on the board for eleven in total. Actually, you still uh, are, aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I got to make way for younger guys. <laughs> like that, we have. You've trouble. done. You've done your time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, because we were really church leaders in Singapore, Karen. In fact, Karen was a lay pastor in Singapore. Yes. And uh, we came here and uh, still would check us out and uh, months after we arrived, uh, we were make cell group leaders, we were pushed into uh, leadership positions. You know? yeah. yeah, and uh, I'm glad I've served. Yeah. So we have now been in the same church for about 24 years. Now we have migrated. Yeah, You're very loyal, aren't you? Yeah, in fact, in Singapore, uh, well, I've only ever attended two church, Grace Assembly, Singapore and Perth. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, wow, and your daughters? What are they doing? My older girl is a lawyer. Uh, she left for Sydney for about six years, and she's back in Perth. Nice. The younger girl uh, is in. Is it commercial law or? Uh, she does family law. Family law, okay. Yeah, and uh, younger girl uh, after graduation. Uh, went to Sydney for a year, went to Shanghai for five years, and has been in Berlin now for three more, more than three years. Yeah. International uh, business? Uh, no, she does uh, advertising. Okay, so marketing. she was working for the BPP uh, uh, in Berlin. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, as an account director. And then, uh, reckon she has learned enough, she moved on to get another job. Uh, Wonderful. Yeah. In Berlin, in one of the darkest spiritual places on earth. <laughs> and, it's a shining light. Uh, yeah, I, I was quite concerned when she wanted to move to Berlin because uh, having worked in Shanghai for five years uh, with a then boyfriend, now her husband, uh, they reckon Australia uh, doesn't have the headquarters, head office sort of uh, approach, whereas if they go to Europe, uh, yeah. they, they can learn a lot more there. Of course. Yeah, so both of them are doing well in uh, Berlin and they actually uh, 
move there without speaking <laughs> German, but uh, they have picked up the language. Yeah, of course, they're, so they're young and they yeah. love what they're doing. Yeah. It must be tough for you from Ankara to have her in Germany, not so close to you. Uh, the good thing is uh, telecommunication has made life a lot easier. I think there's daily messages on my WhatsApp with the family chat group. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that helps. And uh, sometimes we would uh, Zoom uh, video and all those things. Of and, course. Uh, yeah. And uh, we have been to Berlin three times <laughs> in as the last few years. As you do. <laughs> yeah. And any grandkids? Uh, the older girl, the lawyer, has a son. So, yeah, one. Wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do they fellowship at Grace Church as well? Uh, they, they grew up there, but no, not at this point. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And uh, tell me a little bit about family first. Uh, well, I, actually, I was in a church camp and been church secretary. You know, uh, when there's a camp, the pastors tend to be pulled aside uh, for counseling. And so we had a visiting speaker who was. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Evans, the founder yeah. of Family First. So being church secretary, I actually accompanied him for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Yes. At the end of the camp, he said, Henry, I want you to join Family First. I went back and uh, bounced the idea off my family. My yes. girls then were in universities and they, they said, no, no way there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, it took me a few years uh, and then uh, by which time they have graduated and, uh, and they said, oh, dad, do what you want, dad. You know? So uh, yeah, to uh, Andrew, uh, yes, uh, I, I agreed to run uh, for family first. And uh, he came along to uh, our AGM uh, yes. uh, because he was speaker of one of the governor's prayer breakfast. And yeah. uh, at their 20th anniversary I think, of the governor's prayer breakfast, they brought together a lot of past speakers. Yes. And uh, so that was uh, where he actually uh, endorsed me and <laughs> I got voted in as secretary. Yeah. And uh, was uh, secretary of the WA branch for five years. Beautiful. Yeah. Great political party. Obviously not enough power out there, but at yes. least a voice, a voice in this yes. desert, in this mm. wilderness. Yeah. And what, uh, what year was it? 2014 or... What year was it when you ran the campaign? No, uh, it was earlier. Yeah, it was earlier. It was earlier. I uh, can't remember now. It would have been yeah. 2010. Yeah, uh, yeah, about 2010 all the way to... Uh, I was secretary for about five years. Yeah. Yeah. And then we uh, merged with Australian Conservatives subsequently. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. What did you learn from that political arena? Uh, I've learned a lot of things. Uh, for one, uh, if you look at my track record, I'm always a secretary, I'm not the yeah. president or the vice president because um, before going into politics, I'm more the man behind, behind yeah. Yeah, uh, rather than uh, the face of the organization. And uh, when I got involved in politics, I had to take part in debates and uh, uh, talks and uh, so many public appearances. Yes. Uh, so they gave me the training and the confidence to speak in public. Sure. Yeah. And I have to say that those five years were uh, a lot of training. We, Family First used to have a uh, biannual convention in Adelaide, which yes. uh, I attended with my wife and learned a lot from those uh, conventions. Yes. And yeah, and uh, also gave me the confidence to speak in public. Yeah. Uh, before that, uh, if you have invited me for this session like that, I'll say no. <laughs> yeah. uh, refresh. Take us back. 
What made you start uh, a Refresh, the company, the water company? When we migrated here, uh, Kara gave me one condition. Do whatever you want, but don't stay at home. Because <laughs> both of us are staying at home. We have not done it since we got married. Because, yeah. uh, we're both working in Singapore. Yeah. So if both of us stay at home, uh, there'll be friction. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so uh, we came here. Uh, she took care of the girls herself. Uh, because that was what uh, excites her to migrate here. Yes. And uh, I was wondering what to do. And uh, uh, so I actually went to do an MPA they've come in university and then uh, but I wasn't prepared to go back to work again uh, having worked for so many years in Singapore and so I was looking for an investment someday came along with a proposal to uh, start a bottled water company yeah so I uh, had the good fortune of having the uh, resources of the university so I did a little bit of research uh, yes. with the projects that uh, were there and it so happened that there was actually a, somebody actually did a project on bottled water wow. uh, read that I said it looks like there is potential so I invested and, uh, so you went as a partner with someone yes there were four of us actually there okay. were four of us and uh, the other three are all retired <laughs> leaving me to run the show so I have now been leading so the they company. still own shares but they don't uh, two of active. them are no longer shareholders and okay. uh, uh, only one of uh, one other uh, who was formerly executive director yeah. Uh, yeah so he's still a shareholder so as the business grew uh, they cash out yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah so uh, it was quite a challenge being a stockbroker in Singapore I always have this dream why don't I take the company for a public listing yeah. which we success- successfully did that in 2006 yeah. yes so you brought it on the Australian Stock Exchange? Yes. Yeah. And successfully launched, uh, but then you had a few difficult years. Yes, because uh, I guess I was a bit too ambitious. Uh, yeah. We started Perth from scratch. Yes. Uh, went on to start Sydney and then Melbourne from scratch. Yes. Uh, Perth, because we were profitable from the second year on, I thought, oh, Fantastic. I can do that with yeah, the yeah. other factories. But then... Uh, uh, it took a number of years of losses in Sydney and Melbourne. And then uh, when we listed, we raised enough money uh, to go on to buy up businesses in uh, Toowoomba, Kalgoorlie, Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, two years ago, we actually bought up the only uh, single-serve bottled water factory in Darwin. Yeah. So now we have seven factories. Price and uh, at one stage... Uh, Perth was only profitable business. Yeah. All the rest were losing money. Uh, Perth has been profitable uh, since we started. And, yes. uh, yeah. uh, so I got a bit carried away, a bit too confident and uh, uh, overextended ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And then you suffered a bit of depression. Yeah, and uh, there was one stage when uh, we actually uh, reached a... a critical cash flow uh, situation where uh, being a listed company, uh, we need to convince the auditor every year that we have enough money to last us the next 12 months. Yeah. Uh, if not, our financials will be qualified. So, uh, out of the blue, my CFO told me, Henry, we couldn't convince the auditor this year. Oops, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> because we just don't have enough money. Uh, you know, I mean, we have enough money for daily uh, 
uh, activities, but uh, to be able to uh, last for another 12 months. So, yes. yeah, so we, uh, the good thing about being listed, uh, there is a lot of expenses, but yeah. uh, it's also a lot easier to raise money. Yeah. Because unlike in a private company, you can invest in a private company, it's very hard to cash out, even if it's doing well. Yeah. Whereas in a listed company, yes. uh, there's always a market price for your share. Yeah, that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And how did Kara navigate all this with you? Uh, she has not been involved in the business uh, because uh, subsequently when the uh, children uh, were more independent, she actually went to do a second degree in psychology. Yeah. So uh, her mission uh, is more to help people. So yeah, uh, she does just, that. Yes, she? She does counseling degrees. and yeah, coaching. Yes, so she does a lot of uh, counseling now. Yeah, and uh, n- uh, not interested in business at all. Yeah, mm. which is sometimes good. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. yeah. What's um, what is um, what's your strength in 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 uh, in the ministry at the moment? Where do you focus your ministry on? Uh, I'm more an administrator rather than a public speaker. So. Yeah. Uh, I am very uh, uh, comfortable sitting on boards and contributing yeah. ideas and yeah. uh, uh, governance, governance, accounting, so finance, yes, admin. Yes, yeah, and uh, so I guess uh, that's why uh, I've been secretary of so many different organizations. <laughs> but uh, I served a three years thing on the uh, governing council of Edith Cowan University. Yes, and uh, those are more corporate governance. Yeah. Than, uh, administration uh, I, I did learn a lot uh, yeah. you also have a heart to equip young people in the kingdom as well yes to coach and mentor yes are you coaching anyone in particular at the moment or mentoring uh, not uh, on a personal level but yeah, yeah but uh, uh, even in Grey City Church there was once the youth pastor stepped down yes and uh, I wasn't young anymore at that time but yeah. uh I hold the fort for a while, <laughs> yeah, with the youth ministry because I was a youth leader back in Singapore, so I'm quite familiar with how those things are run. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mission wise or charity wise, yes. you are you're obviously helping a lot of ministries. Where are you investing in the kingdom at the moment? Uh, quite a fair bit. <laughs> I want to thank God that uh, financially uh, we are very comfortable. So I would say that uh, between Kara and I, we help out with um, about 10 different organizations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is on your heart at the most, uh, like in, in terms of helping out? What, what do you feel, what problem do you answer, uh, need? Well, actually we spread our uh, donations to a number of uh, different needs. Uh, homeless, uh, overseas, like Opportunity International, where they help uh, people to generate an income. Uh, uh, Recently, not recently, I was trying to recall how many years back, Dr. Kim Tan came to Perth, and uh, I'm glad to be part of those committee that brought him here. And uh, like he said, uh, you don't teach a man they don't just give a man a fish, you teach him how to fish. So a lot of my giving are also in the area, even though compassion is included in one of those I gave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we, so, we have three yeah. we have three children's that we yeah. uh, children that we sponsor as well, compassion. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, uh, 
we, we do give to quite a fair bit of different organizations, but mostly to the church. Do you go anywhere uh, into missions? Have you gone into missions or into ministry overseas? Uh, I did one in Thailand uh, mm-hmm. where I threw in as a holiday. We were in uh, Bangkok for a holiday, family yeah. holiday. Yes. Uh, but uh, Pastor Tan actually suggested because the church used to sponsor a leper's colony and an orphanage in uh, Konkane and Banhit. Yes. Uh, up in the northeast, so we actually uh, brought the two girls there when they were still in high school, mm-hmm. and the girls were very touched because they always have ice cream in the fridge, <laughs> uh, in the freezer, and then uh, we bought the uh, children orphanage ice cream, and you see the way they lick the drips, the ice cream drip on the bowl, and they're licking the bowl up and all that, and uh, uh, yeah, so like they have never seen a cured leper, so yeah. we actually when the visit lepers colony where the people are no longer contagious but yeah. they've got uh, digits uh, missing. hands or legs yeah. missing and uh, I guess uh, they were actually quite uh, touched that uh, we are so privileged they say both are also quite generous in the spirit and uh, like my younger daughter is in Berlin the first thing she graduated she did when she graduated was to do I think a three months thing in the orphanage in Thailand. That's beautiful. Uh, What's the Lord revealed to you in recent times? What's some new new things that the Lord has bringing to to you to the forefront mm-hmm. of your vision at in this well, I guess of history? Uh, uh, my age, uh, I'm more uh, into helping uh, where I can. Uh, so uh, not so much in uh, ministry at this point because I'm still working uh, full-time job, but uh, both financially as well as uh, encouraging people and all that, like with the full gospel, uh, I've been secretary now for 11 years of the Perth, uh, Perth branch. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we actually uh, try to get people uh, uh, encouraged and you know, it is a, a good session. We have a Monday breakfast and uh, there's a lot of uh, it's easier to bring somebody to hear the goodness of our Lord in a breakfast environment so where do you have the Monday breakfast? Uh, it's at Lillyville Sporting Club on the third Saturdays of every month or oh, the yeah. full gospel the full gospel yeah yes. and I, I've yeah. been there yeah once. you've been there <laughs> I think and, that's beautiful and yeah. my business partner he, yeah. he spoke at yeah. there recently he was a most recent speaker yeah uh, yeah. and uh, what happened it's easier to bring people there to hear about the goodness of our Lord and what yeah. He has done, then to invite somebody to church because uh, unfortunately we are so comfortable sometimes, you know, uh, and uh, when you ask somebody to go to church, uh, first thing in their mind, do I really need God? <laughs> I don't know, I think they were thinking of that. Have you had the opportunity to ever lead somebody to the Lord? Uh, yes, I had, yeah, but uh, not for a while now, yeah. Okay. I mean, when I was growing up as a Christian, we actually do a lot of street evangelism, and yeah. we go track day, we witness yeah. people on the street, and yeah. Do you meet with a lot of uh, kingdom business leaders in, in the city? Uh, not as much, actually. Uh, yeah, so normally... Uh, uh, I, I mean, I like to know more because... Uh, 
been involved with Full Gospel Business, uh, let alone more of them, but you know, not that easy to identify somebody. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, looking at you and listening to you as well, you know, people say it's lonely at the top. I don't think yeah. it's lonely at the top. I think it's finding the right chemistry with the yes, right people correct. because there's a lot of business owners in our city. There's a lot of CEOs in our city who are looking for deep and meaningful relationship with mm. like-minded people. Yes. It's just that um, the question is who's going to make the first effort Correct. and who's going to sustain that effort. Yes. Uh, because most of these people are pursued for something else than themselves. Yes. It's always to, uh, you know, to draw something out of them. Whereas if you came to the table, you, ca you come to give, not to yes. take. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the beauty of it. You know, mm -hmm. every, in almost every circle where you go, you, you go to give, not to take. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of it. And I believe that God will lead you to, to the right people, the right mix yes. of people mm -hmm. where you can inspire and bless others as well. Mm -hmm. Now, you have a lot of experience in corporate governance and also in business. Um, I think you have a great potential to impact the younger generation, the young entrepreneurs and business people with the kingdom values. Yeah. What are some of the kingdom values that you found useful and they have sustained you over these years? Uh, well, one thing for sure is uh, integrity. Uh, during the three and a half years in business, uh, we have uh, always go by the book when it comes to, for example, employing people, yeah. paying them the right salary and all that. And uh, I think uh, it's a lot easier in Australia than in Asia. Uh, mm. Yeah, so uh, we're glad that uh, because we go by godly principles, the Lord has blessed us. Yeah. Uh, just a good example in business. In the year 2000, we tender to water, water for the water corporation. Yes. And uh, we were the highest of four bidders. Yeah. And we got the contract. Wow. Uh, you know, because I guess because we honor the Lord, uh, we were uh, uh, honest in our approach to business. Yeah. Uh, and uh, over the years, it has been now... <laughs> 21 years and uh, the, we are still holding the contract. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so because somehow uh, things were maneuvered uh, by the Lord to our advantage. Yeah. And after 21 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So integrity is a strong value. Yes, I think integrity is honoring, a strong value. Honoring the employees, yes. obviously. Keeping your word. Yeah. Talking about honoring employees over the many years, we have more than a dozen employees who have left and came back. <laughs> so I, I used to joke with people, I say that there must be something right we're doing because sometimes people leave because they've been around for a few years. They, they want to change. A much better offer uh, somewhere else or they want to change, they leave. And so when they leave, you say, I'll see you back in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, we actually have, have uh, I, I lost track, I think 13 or 14 employees who left and came back. The yeah. organization, yeah. So we must be doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I was invited to one of the staff's wedding with my wife. Yes. And uh, I was actually a bit embarrassed when publicly the couple uh, thanked us. Uh, they actually, uh, the, the wife was working with me and left the company and said that uh, at their 
point when uh, because the uh, wife lost her job, they almost lost the house because yeah. they couldn't maintain the mortgage, and uh, we employed the wife because of which they saved the house. Yeah, I said, oh no, <laughs> I was quite embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, I I guess uh, whether we're businessmen or in any other area of our life, uh, we need to. Uh, display of Christian values sure. and uh, people do appreciate yeah, yeah. values yeah. wow that's beautiful now what's the legacy you'd like to leave behind so when your uh, grandchild thinks about pop what does he what should he remember you by well I think uh, it would be my honor to be able to be a blessing to as many as I can. So, uh, thank God, uh, financially, we're in a position to bless. And uh, uh, we do uh, try wherever we can uh, to make the world a better place to live. Yeah. Uh, not only financially, as you know, Kara is a counsellor. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I used to be more involved with leadership and uh, an encouragement uh, and if I could mentor somebody you know to uh, guide them to the road, uh, uh, out of some of sometimes when they're having difficulties or troubles and all that you know and uh, uh, yeah so uh, our mission actually between Kara and I is to be a blessing to yeah. as many as we can yeah. As many as it come across, yeah. Be a blessing. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. It's uh, interesting because when you are a blessing, you are blessed as well. Yes, definitely. And I In think my the own only life, way, yes, I can testify. Of so it works, you know, it's it's almost like a cycle. You are blessed to be blessed, to bless mm-hmm. others, and while you bless others, you are blessed. And it's just that beautiful circle yeah. that the Lord has created. Yeah. Because being a businessman, twice in my life, I've got negative net worth. Yeah. Literally negative net worth. Yeah. And both times I've seen the Lord deliver. Yeah. And, uh, and sometimes it's good that you go through those because yes. you, you're very grounded when yes. you're up on yeah. the mountain. Yeah, of course it's painful, very painful experience, but uh, it's very good grooming. Yeah. <laughs> and thank God uh, we came out victorious. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story here at Kingdom So Strong. Now, uh, from down under, you've inspired me. And I'm sure your story will inspire many people out there. You're most welcome. Well, thank you so much for being with us uh, at this wonderful show. And to listen to this great man sharing his beautiful story. I believe that uh, just as much as I am, you are inspired by this. And even if you go into negative net worth, even twice in life, God can rescue and bring you into a financial setting that will be uh, blessed. So you can be a blessing. What a tremendous legacy to live, uh, to bless other people and to mentor and to coach other people and to be a blessing for others. So maybe that's what our prayer should be in this time, that we become a blessing to others so we can be blessed more, so we can bless others. And that is really, really beautiful. If you enjoy this content and you love these stories, do share this content with others, whether you're watching it on YouTube or you're listening to the podcast. And give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts so it gets rated a bit higher so we can promote this uh, wonderful content. We thank you for joining us and we can't wait to see you next time.
at Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, every story is worth sharing, including yours. Thank you.